And uh, last week, I defined honor, and I illustrated some points of dishonor. Uh, one of the biblical examples, oh, before we get there, I believe everything my Bible says. I believe everything my Bible says. No matter what the devil says. No matter what the devil says. No matter what people say. No matter what people say. No matter what my circumstances say. Today, I am a believer. Therefore, I am a receiver. And I do believe that I will receive absolutely everything that God has for me today. In Jesus' name, amen. We, uh, I, one of the stories that I used in defining what honor is was Mary and Martha when they came to Jesus and how that um, Martha, they had a real circumstance. There was at least 70 um, there. Uh, many historians say, that, biblical scholars say there was more than that. And so as anybody would do, uh, Martha realized, I got to prepare some food. I got to take care of these people. And so she's busy, you know, in the kitchen. Now, you got to realize they didn't have KFC that they could run down and get some buckets of chicken, uh, nor did they have Grubhub that would bring it to them. So she might have just been out in the backyard uh, wringing necks of chickens, plucking, the, plucking them and everything like that. Go, this is going to take forever. Uh, you know, or out, out there and she shot it. No, they didn't have guns like that. Uh, so she had a spear killing a cow, you know. <laughs> no. um, she was working hard. Yes. And, uh, but Mary didn't care. I'm, Jesus is here. I'm going to sit at his feet. And uh, in the, the concept of honor, where Mary's actual intentions was to help, she was dishonorable. Because the king of kings was sitting there. And she had food on her mind. She had to take care of people on her mind instead of honoring the king. I, I mentioned this in church services. I made the example. Uh, people walk in late all the time to, to God's house. Uh, in fact, I thought Ralph did a good uh, job whenever he was talking about the baseball game. He'd get there early. Now, I didn't get the message because I wouldn't have got there early. I'd walk in on the third, so I didn't have to watch the whole thing. It's <laughs> because I'm no sports guy. But, but I get what he was saying because people do that. They'll drive four hours to get there two hours early, you know, six hours before the start of the game so they can watch all this thing, but then they walk in late to the house of God. Why? If honor's in you, honor will come out. If Jesus is really king, you will actually operate with him as though he's king. People come into church, they sit on their phones. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen y'all make posts. And I was like, oh, I was preaching right then. People's cell phones ring. They'll get up and walk out of the church to take the call. They don't understand. I have just valued this call over God and his word. Now, you don't bother me. You don't disrupt me if you walk out. You sit on your phone. You don't disrupt me. But what you don't understand is if honor is in you, honor will come out of you in every arena where honor is supposed to be in our life. When I do things like that, I honor myself more than I honor God. See, if, if you walked in, uh, I, I'm no fan, most people know of Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. Uh, but if I walked into his office with a bag of popcorn and, uh, uh, you know, chomping down on popcorn, that would be dishonorable. If honor is in you, I'm not a fan of his, but still, if honor is in you, honor is going to come out of you. Because honor is not about people. Honor is about what God has said. Most people don't honor Jesus as the king of their life. That's why they don't mind walking into a church or skipping a, a meeting, uh, you know, where the, 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 the assembling of the 
their, their group is coming together. Uh, or, well, yeah, but I got these things to do. Even though there's a very clear Bible story where the master made a feast, invited all of the people qualified to come to it, and they one by one began to make excuses. I think the interesting one is, is somebody was getting married. And God still expected them to come to his feast and not go to that feast. Ouch. <laughs> See, that, that wouldn't happen today. If somebody had a, 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 a wedding on a church service day, they go to the wedding and catch church the next time. Because they honor the person more than they honor God's word. See, at some point, we have to make ap- applicable yeah. the word of God in our lives. We don't just come and listen to somebody preach. Uh, if we don't take, we don't just read our, our, our Bible, you know, go through the Bible and read it uh, just so that I can say I read my Bible. At some point, it has to become a living document and I prioritize God over everything else. Amen. So last week uh, I started uh, on honor. Uh, I'm going to speak on it today and next week also, and that'll be the end of it. Uh, but if honor is in you, what will happen? Nobody has to tell you what to do. And, and what we don't want to recognize is honor is not in us. Amen. All you have to do is look at your behavior and you will see where honor is or is not. So last week, what is honor? I talked about value, price, and esteem. I tie this into what I was talking about with Jerusalem. You know, people say, oh, pray for Israel, pray for Israel. Well, how much time did you really spend in prayer for Israel to intercede, to, to stand against the darkness? How much money? Uh, because one of the uh, value, price, esteem, uh, how much money? It was, there's a price to honor. It'll cost you money. Mm-hmm. I work on and I believe I'm an honorable person. It costs money to walk in honor. You'll, and, and through the definition, you'll see that. But esteem is really a big word in this, in that how you esteem things. We all have a value system that we look at the things in life. Most people value themselves higher than other things. That's why they think that, well, I can do this, but I still have honor. No, you don't. Because you're you're doing what you want to do, what you feel like doing, and you just think because of your spirituality that you've risen above this dynamic. But this dynamic is actually God's word and defines spirituality. Somebody may flow in the gifts of the Spirit, but have no honor. But you got to remember Matthew chapter 7, where he says, many, many will come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord, have we not done all these things? Prophesied, cast out devils. He says, I never knew you. Because honor is in the knowing. If I know God as king, I will conduct my life in a certain way. That certain way, he gave us his word. Well, that was Old Testament. Jesus stood up and says, There was no New Testament when Jesus said this. He was walking the face of the earth. There was only Old Testament, the Law and the Prophets. Jesus stood up and said, You search the Scriptures, Old Testament, and in them you think you have life, but they're actually talking about me. So now if I don't honor him as a king of who he is, meaning his word. See, if you lived in a nation like a... a, um, Saudi Arabia, they have a king. I guarantee you, you're going to do what the king says. Because he might lop your head off. He might throw you into prison. 
See, if we really, if Jesus really is a king, what he wants dominates what we want. And now I have to honor him. But now here comes the, <clears throat> the issue. There's a lot of people that do honorable things, but they're not honorable. Because they're, and this is the problem I see, especially with the American Christian, is we like the religious activities. They make us feel good. But, but you've got you've to see where it's coming from. Is it out of obligation? See, you can give in the offerings, and you can give honorably, and you can just give. The blessings and the promises are tied to the honor. We have to look at, at what and how we're doing. Other definitions was give glory. Honor reveals the place uh, you're willing to, or the price you're willing to pay for esteem. What price are you willing to pay? Wednesday night I talked about the parables of Jesus and um, uh, sitting in the high place. Uh, you know, people come in, they sit in the front row, and then they're asked, could you come back here because this is safe for somebody else? Uh, remember that parable? See, honor will put you last. You watch it in restaurants. People get agitated, like, like the waitress staff, the serving staff. Uh, they'll get agitated at Christians that come in. You know, it's been said that a lot of servers in restaurants don't like it when Christians come in. They take up the table forever because we like the fellowship. They leave a pitiful tip. And they think that they become demanding. They expect them to, to, to be a slave to them. Uh, now, you may get bad service, uh, and, and it may agitate you, but can you still honor people for what they're doing? See, how, how do we get this into our life where we really live it out? All right, so today I'm going to talk about the requirements of honor. And I'm going to give you a list. I'm going to have to talk faster to get through it all. might have to end early uh, <coughs> uh, or end before I finish it. But we're going to start with Proverbs 3.9. So uh, thank you. This is one I, I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I, this was my offering message last week. Honor the Lord with thy substance and. Okay, when and is in there, it's connecting something to it. And with the first fruits of thine increase. So all honor. Now, this list that I'm going to go through, I didn't put this in the list of what's most important because all of honor is important. Uh, you remember we talked about the parable of leaven, a little leaven, leaven's a whole lump. Uh, if you're honorable in one area, but you're dishonorable in other areas, you're not honorable. I guarantee you the one area that you're honorable in, it's more of an activity than a heart issue. Because if honor is in you, honor will come out. you don't have to try to do something to be honorable. Because if honor is in you, honor is going to come out. Nobody can step on your toes if you're honorable. Because your toes are about you. But if you esteem others higher than yourself, then you're going to walk in love with them, even though they, they keep messing up and stepping on your toes. Amen. All right, so all honor is important. And uh, um, he says here, honor the Lord with, your, all your, with your, thy substance. This word substance means wealth, property, sufficiency. So we are to honor God. That refers to the offering. We get to decide what we're going to do. Uh, back in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, it talks about purpose in your heart, what you will give. Honor will dictate that. See, if you and I give based on a budget, it's not based on honor. It's based on cash flow. Yeah. 
Y'all going to be quiet this morning? Um, honor, Lord, thy substance, and with the first fruits of all, thine increase. Now, the word first fruits means beginning. What comes first? Starting point. This is referring to the tithe. The tithe is based on our increase. So now it talks about honoring God with our tithe. Again, you could be a tither and not be honorable. If you're not a tither, you're definitely not honorable. But honor, if honor is in the heart, honor will come out. It's not writing a 10% check. It's being involved in the ministry in the, your group of people. Whether you go here or somebody online goes to another church, it's the same thing. Honor is going to dictate how we approach this topic. Now, go over to uh, Ephesians 6.2. I read this one uh, last week also, but uh, uh, come in again um, on it. Uh, let's read verse 1, 6 1. Uh, I read 6 2 last Sunday. Oh, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Okay, this, this word obey is another word for honor. Do you got to give your opinion? Do you got to sass back? Obey your parents in the Lord. Now, that's a spiritual parent, that's going to tie into elders. There's, do you honor other people? American culture, we've lost this. People don't look at the elder anymore. They're, they're a nuisance. I'm talking, I'm talking in, a, in a big general paint the brush, you know, painting with a broad brush. But they look at the elderly as a nuisance, as a cost, as an inconvenience. Do you understand? If you start looking at things in, the, in culture, that's where a lot of the enemy attacks people is because culture is what we do. And when culture shifts, most Christians shift with them. Yeah. So he says, Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother. This would be biological, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long upon the earth. So not only are we to honor how we give to God through our substance, but we're to honor our parents, spiritual and natural. Now, did it say anything in there about the parent being honorable? No, because honor has nothing to do uh, with the person in office. So it's like uh, where I try to keep my heart right is, as I said, I'm no fan of Gavin Newsom. I think he's ruining our state. But the seat of the governor of California, you still operate in honor. It's not about the person. It's about the word of God. Elders in the church. Uh, spiritual fathers and mothers. Do we, do we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or are we honorable? The Bible says in another verse, we won't go there, but <coughs> it says, do not remove the landmarks of your fathers. Yeah. The church right now is removing all the landmarks of the spiritual fathers. That doesn't apply to us anymore. We're this and, you know, society has moved and we're going to do that and, and so on and so forth. But Bible says you don't do that. Honor will keep you from removing the landmarks. Another verse says, don't be found in the fields of the fatherless. Okay, many people are, are in the fields of the fathers in that, in that they have no one that speaks into their life. 
This is where, as I said before, I believe I'm an honorable person. I keep working on it. But I, as a pastor of a church, have a pastor. In fact, I talked to him this morning before we came into service. I have a pastor. Somebody who can yank my chain. And then I I move the, the board of directors of the church to other pastors. They have rights to speak into my life. I honor them. So, so many people have been found in the fields of the fatherless. It's our culture right now. Who are you to say anything for me? I'm an adult. Maybe I should have just skipped over to the blessings of, the, of honor. That's all I'm going to do with next week. We should have probably just skipped this one altogether. Uh, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 5. You know, the Word of God will step on your toes. And where the Word of God steps on your toes, it's something you need to address. Deuteronomy 5.16 says, Honor thy father and thy mother as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee, that your days may be prolonged and that it may go well with you in the land which the Lord God had given. Now, there's multiple, multiple scriptures that talk about honoring parents. It's not just one or two. In fact, I'm not going to do them all. Uh, But you know... Uh, we shouldn't have to preach this. If honor is in you, honor will come out. out. Now, again, it doesn't matter if they're honorable parents. It doesn't matter if they're an honorable government. If I want it to go well with me, I need to have a heart of honor. So all honor, which is an outward expression, if it comes from my heart, benefits me, not the recipient of it. So, I see this. People want to be honored because of a position they're in. But honor is not about what's coming to you. It's about what's going from you. Because it... You know, I can say, well, it would go well for me if you honored me, but it's, it doesn't work that way. Right. If, if you're honorable, you will honor the things that God said to honor. In American culture, we live in a culture now where it's all about me. I think, I want, I feel, I this, I that. Get off my back. If you don't want to hear me, you don't have to listen to me, but I'm going to say what I think. Jesus loves me. This I know. Matthew uh, 15. Amen. You know what I'm teaching here? I'm not teaching about honor. I'm teaching about how to make your life work. People want their life to work, but they don't want to do what works. They will say things like it is better to give than receive, but they don't like giving. They like receiving. We're goofed up, people. We, we got some weird ideas that are not biblical. Well, you may not hear from me, but I just love the Lord. Now, if you love the Lord, I'd hear from you. You can't be silent and love the Lord because you've got to tell somebody about the goodness of Jesus because you're going to be honorable to him. Matthew 15, verse 4. 
For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and thy mother. He that curseth father and mother, let him die the death. Now, there's like three verses that says the same thing like on that. But this is Jesus speaking. Like I said, there's lots of scriptures on. I'm, I'm only going to do like about one scripture on each one of these. But on father and mother, uh, I put in multiple of. I think this is the last one on it. Um, but, but the Bible in multiple places talks about honoring your father and your mother. Here, Jesus said, if you don't do it, be cursed. So, but you don't know how you don't know what my parents did to me. Well, yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. But I do know the word of God. Be honorable anyway. Now, if you look back at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if you look back at uh, Daniel, when the, the, the king was out of place, but they stayed honorable yeah. in defiance. They spoke to the king honorably because they recognized the position, the seat of authority that he sat in. But they stayed honorable and God made it go well with them. Most of the time that, uh, that we deal or that we look at our lives in the realm of honor, we're more interested in our opinions. I mean, if you're a gossip, you're dishonorable to other people. Talking about them. Should have went to the Presbyterian church. It's... It's easier to default to the state of activities. I go to church. That's an activity. doesn't mean you're part of the church. Because if you're part of the church, you're part of the body, it becomes a priority in your life. Well, I give to the church. Okay. Are you charitably giving or are you honorably giving? Because there's nothing in the Bible about charitable giving. It's all about honor. See, we like to look at the, the, the things that we do that are lined up with the... Well, I read my Bible every day, okay? But are you applying it to your life and living it out? Because if you read the Bible and you get a word from the Bible, now to honor that word, you have to do it. That's why uh, you may have heard it. Somebody came up, I don't know who came up with the, the little quip, uh, but they said, if you're struggling seeing God working in your life, go back to the last thing He told you. Basically, translate it. Go back and do what he said. Honor his word. That it might go well for you. Say, that's for me. That it might go well for me. So honor is not about who we honor. Honor is about keeping my heart right and that it might go well for me. Go to 1 Timothy. First Timothy chapter five, verse one, rebuke, not an elder. Now, that's an honor statement in the reverse. Don't rebuke an elder. Now, that could be elder as in age and it could be elder as in spiritual. So elder in age is we should, this goes back to honoring our spiritual fathers and mothers, our natural fathers and mothers, <coughs> and those who hold positions within the church. But here's where people mess up, 
is there's people in every church that hold positions, but they really don't spiritually hold the position. They're just helping in the church. Just because somebody's put into a position doesn't mean they, they might have a skill set, they might have the ability, they may not destroy something, but it doesn't really mean that uh, or necessarily endorse that they're spiritual. Amen. So now in honoring an elder, they may be older than me, there's an element of honor there. They hold a position, there's an element of honor there. But, but how far am I going to walk until let's say they give me a private word of prophecy? Do they really hear from God? Because I've seen a lot of people give prophecies, they didn't hear from God. Do you just, because this person, you know, they've got a title, they've got, the, another thing that I've seen is people that get title believe that they're worthy of honor. Well, in the position, yes, there is some honor due, but really honor comes from who you are and what you do. Those are the people that really end up with more honor coming toward them because people see you're a benefit, you're a gift in my life. But there's people trying to, de to get people to surround them so that they can be somebody because God gave me a word for you. But they don't have that position. So when you, when you get into prophecy in the gifts of the Spirit, in the congregation, there's prophecy. Some will give a, a tongue, an interpretation of tongues, some will give a word of wisdom or whatever. But all of that is in conjunction to building up, exhorting, edifying the church, the body. But they don't hold the seat of authority to correct. Because that ties into the Ephesians 4 ascension gifts. But a lot of people, I remember a pastor telling a story. Um, somebody gave a word of prophecy or something like that. He was in this church and a person stood up. Thus saith the Lord, I'm sick and tired of the things that you're doing. <laughs> he looks over an angel and says, I think this is out of them and not the Lord. <laughs> because people's frustration, God could actually use you. And then all of a sudden your frustration with people get mixed into it. See, my ability to walk with God might put me in a position of honor, but really, it's not about honor coming to me. It's how am I going to honor others? See, because if, my, if I'm honoring others, I'm more concerned about how they're walking, not how I'm walking. I've had a lot of people over the years tell me that they don't agree with things that I say. It's like, fine. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. A lot of people disagree with me. But it's always funny because I've never yet had somebody say that to me, that they don't have issues that haven't been worked out. This just might be a word from God. Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father, and the younger men as brethren. Watch this now, verse 2. The elder women as mothers. So now we have the spiritual fathers, elders, and the spiritual women as mothers. Do we listen to them? Because what should happen is the older we get, the wiser we get. The more we understand how things work. And we should become more spiritual in that I'm more concerned about how it's going to go for you than how it's going to go for me. Amen. Willie, uh, make sure that door's unlocked because I might have to escape out of here really fast. 
Women as mothers, the younger as sister, with all purity. Watch this in verse 3. Honor widows that are widows indeed. So people that are truly widows. I've said it a couple of times. Um, I don't do it to boast. I use it as an example. But I was close with Manohar Bhagati in India. Uh, he had an orphanage. If you remember sometime back, we had people sponsor kids. And we supported the ministry. Uh, Manohar ended up going to heaven prematurely uh, through a kidney failure. And he left a wife. Is she a widow? Yes. He left three daughters. Are they orphans? And then there's an orphanage. And so we were actually moving away from the, the support of the ministry on that India. We completed the project that we were trying to do. But now all of a sudden I got a biblical problem. Honor widows that are widows indeed. James says the pure religion undefiled before God and the Father is to visit the orphans and the widows. Now I had, it says indeed, which means truly are. And um, uh, I had a person tell me one time that they believed that today's modern widows were single parents, single moms. Yeah, give me a verse on that. A widow is somebody whose spouse has died. And now, especially back in the day, you know, women didn't work. They took care of the house. Uh, but still, like Margaret, Manohar's uh, wife, she really has no skill sets. She's keeping the, the, the orphanage going. And so every month I send her something. Um, and so uh, to help her, it's not enough for them to live, but, but it visits them in their trouble, puts food on their table. Why do I do that? Honor propels me to. I, I was close with her husband. There's nobody else to take care of him. But see, I didn't have to stop and think, look up three verses and find out, you know, what honor says to do it. If honor's in you, honor's gonna come out. it's just I couldn't allow it to leave them stranded. Now, I expect on the flip side that it shall go well for me. You may, they're in India, if you don't know who they are. But uh, you may say, well, you're in America. What responsibility do you have? I don't have a responsibility. I'm honorable. I want to keep my heart right. I believe that if, I, if I'm an honorable person, it will go well for me. And, and I esteem people higher. I, I'm willing to shuffle my schedule around to help somebody else and I hear so many times other people who have to shuffle their schedule around say, oh, man, I got to do it. I don't have time for this. Blah, 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 blah. It's a statement of honor. I believe God will redeem my time. I believe God will make a way for me. So I, I'm interested in helping other people because I want to be an honorable person. So I work on me. But I can tell you, and, and anybody who's been around here any length of time, you should be able to see it. I don't struggle with a lot of things people struggle with. I'm free. You can get angry at me. I'm not going to get offended. You can stab me in the back. Believe me, I've been stabbed in the back a lot of times. I'm not going to change my, my, my discourse with you. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to go try to hang out with people that don't like me. But when I encounter them, I work on myself about being honorable. And I try to recognize, now I'm not perfect. I, I fail the course at times. And, but when I fail it, I look at myself, okay, David, David got involved in that. You got to fix that. 
What am I talking about? I'm not talking about honor. I'm talking about it going well with you. And God shows us how to do that. Well, well, I intend to be honorable. Quit going by your intentions. We, the problem I've said, said many times is uh, we judge ourselves by our intentions. We judge other people by what they do. Switch it around. Start judging you by what you do and give everybody the, the pass on their intentions. <clears throat> Why do you care what other people are saying about you? Why did you give them authority over you? Why do you change your life operation because somebody was bad to you? How you handle it. It's like the, the, the story that I heard one time, uh, supposedly a true story. Two brothers, one was in jail and on drugs his life and, you know, just went um, uh, ballistic in life. The other one became a very successful businessman, uh, very, very wealthy, lived a very good life. And they entered because they lived on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, one's life was chaotic and calamity. The other one uh, was very, very good, and they lived on the top. So they interviewed him. They went to the one that was in jail and said, uh, uh, you know, we're interviewing you and your brother. Your brother's done very well, and you. Uh, why, what do you think happened? Why, why did you go through all this? They said, well, my dad was an a alcoholic. He beat us. Uh, he did. How, how could I turn out any other way? So they went over to the rich guy and talked about him and uh, said, you know, your brother's in jail. We're interviewing both of you. Uh, how did you end up on top of the world? Well, my dad was an alcoholic. He abused us. Uh, what else could I do but overcome it? It's, it's not what you face. We all face junk. It's, it's can I walk in what God has said? Can I, can I take everything that comes against me and overcome it? Well, with honor, you can. That it might go well. Now, it doesn't say that it might be fun for you. Because it's never fun when you're dealing with somebody that's not honorable. But if you can stay in honor, it will go well for you. Praise the Lord, Pastor David. This is really good. I'm getting something out of this. And um, let's look at 1 Peter chapter 2. Amen. Whew, I gotta get I'm, I'm almost done. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17. This is a great one. All right, you'll love this one. Honor all men. Oh no. Now all of a sudden, now. Biblical language, that includes women. Uh, it's a honor all people. Now, I've got to walk honorably with everybody. That's the people you like, the people you don't like. That's the nice ones and the mean ones. That's the ones with perfume or cologne, and that's the ones that stink. That one's with, that's the one with the full set of teeth and the one with no teeth. The one with, you know, a full head of hair and the others. Do you know what all men means? Everybody. Now, that, that really brings it into a, a very difficult place of if I've got to walk honorably with all people, I have to esteem people higher than myself. And that really goes against me getting what I want. Because I become more concerned about what do you need. I'm not really concerned about what you want. I'm more concerned about what you need. Because wants are fickle. Honor, um, we're at verse 17. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God. Now that fear God is, a, is an honor word. Walk reverently with God. Recognize Him as God. It's not, oh, I'm so afraid. It, the example I always use is like the electrician. The electrician fears electricity. But not, you know, you and I may fear electricity in that I'm not going to touch any wires. Okay, that's being afraid. 
The electrician fears electricity, understanding its power, so they handle it correctly. They're reverent to its power, and so they follow certain procedures so that they don't get electrocuted. That's what this fear is, is that I'm going to handle God properly. Most people don't handle God properly. Just going back in the house, that's why we have so much stuff going on in the house of God that is very disrespectful to God, and people don't even see it within themselves. Amen. Do you know there's a verse that talks about behaving in the house of God? Yes. But how many parents teach their children to behave in the house of God? It's a big room. I can run fast in it. But yet, the parents are not honorable. Like I said, somebody gets a text, somebody gets a phone call, they'll walk out of the service to take the phone call because they honor the person calling them more than they honor God. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Now, that's a lowercase k, so it's not talking about King Jesus. It's talking about the positions of authority within governments. And uh, um, look at uh, chapter 3, which is like we're still in 1 Peter. Chapter 3, verse 7. We'll come up with another one. Likewise, you husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife. Now, can we just kick that one out of the Bible? Um, as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Now, what if the wife is not an honorable wife? Thank you. Who said that? Was it you? Karina. If honor's in you, honor will come out. You know, that's the one she speaks up on. <laughs> Jose, keep that distance between you. <laughs> no. Because no, it doesn't matter if they're honorable. There's a requirement to honor. Now, this, this, these things that I've gone through, they're touching almost like every area of life, right? Yes. Uh, not fun, right? Because how I be behave amongst people is indicative of how I am on the inside. Because all these things deal with the inside. And so uh, um, go over to 1 Peter chapter 3. Oh, that's where we're at. Go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. I'm going to put all the, have them put all these up whenever we get to the end here. Uh, I think I got one more, two more. I uh, hope your roast doesn't burn. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 1. Let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, that the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. Now, I doubt we have any servants in here <coughs> in the sense that you're enslaved to somebody, but um, there are a lot of employees in here. Do you know you're supposed to be honorable to those that are in authority over your life? When you work for somebody, it's the somebody that gets to make the decisions. It amazes me the number of people that go into a business and get a job and they, know, they think they know how to fix the job. It's like if you knew how to fix it, you would own the business. You would have started your own and you would have been the employer. So if I have a job, I wish I would have understood these things back when I was in the you know, and financial and stuff like that, because I would have conducted my life totally different. 
But uh, how you deal with your boss reflects how, how your heart is with God. Honor those masters in your life. And an employer is a master because he controls your money and controls your time and controls your behavior. I need you to do this, but I don't want to do that. Well, that's not my job title. I always like when they say that. It's like, read the last line. It says, and anything else assigned to you. This falls under that category. But you know, we get, if you're really uncomfortable in your job, do you know how you can still be honorable? Resign. Well, I couldn't do that. That's, that's my life. I couldn't make my mortgage payment. Then be honorable. Because if honor is in you, is going to come out. thank you. So he says here, uh, um, I think I'm done there. Limit servants be under the Okay, yeah. Go to Romans 13. Amen. Come on, be honest. Have I hit one thing that you're not honorable Amen. in? Amen. No hand, one hand went up. Oh. Praise God, I'm going to deal with liars next. Okay, all right. Amen. Now, the big question is, what are you going to do with it? Now, I'm not going to follow up with you, make you write a report on it and give me a list of three things you changed or whatever. But, but what do you do with it? See, now comes the application of the word. If there's one thing, then there's dishonor in you. And just like fear and faith don't work in the same vessel, honor and dishonor doesn't work in the same vessel. Just like your mouth, sweet water and bitter water don't come out of the same fountain. If you got sweet water and you put a little bitter in it, you now have bitter water. Romans 13, 7. Render therefore to all their due, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom is due, fear to whom fear is due, honor to whom honor is due. So any to whom we are, we are to honor. Seats of authority. Um. From Genesis to Revelation, honor is talked about. 136 times the word honor is used in the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. And um, why? Because honor keeps your, your heart right so that it will go well for you. It's not about the person we honor. I do a lot of things to help Pastor Harbaugh. Why? One, I'm honorable. If honor's in you, honor will come out. Two, I want it to go well for me. And I understand that honor is the key to it going well for you. And so when you understand it and you work a heart of honor, don't, don't get to it, well, I got to start doing this and make it an activity. Honor is a heart issue. I got to change my perspective on all people. You know, using the verse that we just read a, a verse ago. So go to Ro Romans 2. This is our last verse. Amen. Romans 2.10. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. To the Jew first and also to the Gentile. We're to honor Israel. We, we should, that, that's why I said, see, a lot of people are all, on this kick about pray for Israel. But if you haven't been praying for Israel, it's an activity. It's not honor. I'm sorry. It's real. And now, if you're standing up for Israel, do something about it. 
send some money to Jay Sekulow, or I'm sure there's other organizations that are fighting on international court trying to stop and trying to do good. Uh, don't, ju don't just talk about praying for him and don't just say a five-minute you know, minute prayer. If you're going to pray, if, uh, you know, pray for Israel, then you better spend some time in prayer for, with Israel, for Israel, for what's going on. On our Monday, uh, our Monday corporate prayer, we've been praying for Israel. But we should pray for Israel all the time. <clears throat> but they're worthy of honor. Uh, one element I, I skipped because I wrote it in a little side note and I didn't see it. But it was <coughs> uh, uh, a verse over there when I was talking about the elders uh, of the church and the other ones. It says give double honor for those elders, especially those that, that serve well. Now that's the only place that it says double honor. It's very interesting. I looked up the word to see if there was anything and basically it was just twofold. It was like double so, so there's an element in the Bible also that deals with double honor. But you know, that's dealing with those that, that labor in the word. So that's going to be really the, um, uh, those that are the, the ministry uh, in whatever capacity they minister in. But you know what is very uh, common today is those that are in ministry are looked less upon now than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. I knew a guy. I think he's in heaven now. I wouldn't put any money on it. Um, but he, he was a Christian guy, and he did a lot of missions work. But he kind of lived a, a weird life. Um, but he would always, when he flew, he would put a, like a Catholic collar on because he'd get upgraded to first class. <laughs> on like a lot of his flights. I said, does that really work? He said, oh, yeah, it happens all the time. But that was back in the day when there was more honor for those. Now, the Bible says double honor, but most people have fell down to half honor. I mean, it's just, hey, bud, how's it going? Let's stand. Now, they've got the list up there of the things that I've covered. <clears throat> Tithes and offerings, our substance, father and mother, both natural and spiritual. The elders, widows who truly are widows, all men, uh, and that includes women, kings, presidents, prime ministers, people in seats of authority, we put governors, you know, judges, different things like that, husband to wives, masters, uh, employers, Israel. There's a lot of things there to be honorable. Here's how to make it work. <coughs> Get honor in you. Amen. Because if honor's in you... And you don't have to have a list. You'll be honorable. <coughs> honor will, try, will, will, will cause you to do honorable things. Now, last week we dealt with what is honor. Uh, it's in time. It's a cost. It's a price. There's a value to it. It's going to take, take up my time. It's going to mess with my time. It's going to mess with my money. It's going to mess with my, my want to. I tell you what, if you see something messing with your want to, I would definitely press forward on that one. Because you've got to get your want to under control. Walk honorably. And next week, we're going to walk, we're going to go over the value of honor, the, the, the benefit of honor that comes back to us. Now, one obviously is the one I've said several times here, that it may go well with you. But there's other things that the Bible talks about, that there's, there's a benefit of being honorable. This is not about trying to get. 
In fact, actually, you could take it in. Uh, Andrew made the mention of it last week when he did um, uh, receive the offerings. And um, he said that, uh, talking about Dr. Mises' Live to Give, which is a great uh, series. You ought to go on YouTube and watch it. Um, but uh, if you, you cannot live to give and not be honorable. Because the, the honor comes from esteeming others higher than yourself and trying to meet needs within them. Now, you can try to be honorable by doing, like, take that list that was just up on the screen and say, okay, I'm going to work on these 10 things, or how, I didn't count them, however many there was, uh, and I'm going to work on activities. That's not honor in you. That's, that's following activities of honor. See, if, if I take the last one, if honor's in me toward Israel, I wouldn't start praying for Israel because uh, they were attacked. I'd have been praying for them before that. Because if honor's in you, honor's going to come out. All men including women, how I treat other people that like impose on my time and impose on my life, that if I esteem others higher than myself, then I'll make the adjustments because I want to be honorable. See, I'll, I'll put these things into play. They will become a lifestyle. Do you know how many people say they're going to do something and then don't do it? And they don't even come back and tell you they're not going to do it? Do you know why they can do that? They're not honorable. Because if you honored your own word, you would make sure your word didn't fall short. This is why this subject matter is not just a, like a, oh, I found this in the Bible. I think I'll talk on it. This is from Genesis to Revelation. My heart controls how I'm going to walk with God. My heart is going to control where I stand with God. Now, I'm not saying that a person's perfect. I'm not perfect. There's times I've probably been dishonorable. Some I've caught, probably some I didn't catch. But my intent is to be honorable. I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm paying attention on me. Say, so, well, yeah, but do you know what they did? doesn't matter what they did. I want it to go well for me. I'm going to walk in honor. 